0: Welcome to the Weekly Trash Recap podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We also have Shyler from B1029. This is episode seven. We're recapping some of the big news stories from the week of June 13th, and as you can tell, my voice really does not sound any different than when it did in last week's episode because, unfortunately, Shyler, I did catch COVID, as did my wife, and so oh. we are, we are at home, battling the coronavirus. We're really testing the in sickness and in health part of our marriage vows. At, <laughs> at least get this that week. Way. Exactly, yes. But, you know, we're actually, other than my voice, I we are feeling better, still kind of tired on it, you know, at times just randomly will hit you. I will say, though, that this is the first time I've ever had COVID. And so one of the things is, is that it hit me hard. Uh, last week, after we got done recording, it really hit me hard that evening, and then through the weekend, was just really tired, um, fever, um, congestion, coughing. Well, I kind of thought I was, you know, on the up and up by about Sunday, because you know Sunday I felt like I had a little bit more energy. Um, the congestion was kind of going down, still a little bit of a cough, but. The weird thing I found about this was, and I, and Charlie, have you, have you had COVID yet? I have. Okay. I say yet because it seems like everybody's going to get it at some point. So if you don't have it yet, chances are you're probably going to.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it's almost but, at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, but here's the weird thing I found about when, when going through this is, so the fever kind of broke, at least I thought it broke, Saturday. And so Sunday, you know, get up, you know, okay, I got some energy and just kind of taking an easy Sunday, sitting there watching TV. And then all of a sudden I'm like, God, I feel, feel hot, feel kind of feverish. And lo and behold, I have a fever. Like what? I wasn't doing anything. How can I have a fever all of a sudden? So I take, you know, some Tylenol ibuprofen goes away. And then later that night, like Monday, early Monday morning, like at 2 a.m., my wife wakes me up and goes, You're burning up. I'm like, what? And lo and behold, I'm spiking a fever again. So take some Tylenol, go to bed, you know, go back to sleep. Next morning, get up, fine, Monday. I'm sitting on the couch, and lo and behold, I kid you not, I'm just sitting there, not doing anything, feeling like, oh, okay, I'm on the up and up. Boom, I'm spiking a fever again. I'm like, what is this yo-yo fever thing? In in none of the reports or did anything I've ever read that says you're going to have this yo-yo fever effect, and the weird thing is, is after I did the, you know, had the fever, I, I was like, okay, you know, what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to take anything. I'm just going to let it pass. 20 minutes later, done. <laughs> so what is this yo-yo fever thing that that's part of the, the virus? I, did you have anything like that when you had it?
1: So my internal temperature runs um, cold. So like everybody else, like your normal temperature should be 98.6. Mine is 96.8. Like that's my normal So like fevers to me are like in the 99, 98, 99 range. So I didn't have a fever. In fact, I had probably one of the easiest bouts of COVID that you can have without being completely asymptomatic. I had a stuffy slash runny nose on a Wednesday and I gave everybody a heads up. I was like, okay, I'm not sure what's happening. A little bit of a like congestion in my face. But it was also like February, which is, and it was not this past February, but the year before. And I, I didn't have like anything other than that. And then on Thursday, I had felt really, really tired and just kind of out of it. Just not completely present, I guess. But the congestion was gone. Like I felt fine, except I just felt a little weird or like wonky. Um, and then I called my doctor, I had like a telehealth visit with her and she's like, Shyler, what you're having is a sinus infection and an anxiety attack.
0: <laughs> oh my she's like, gosh!
1: She's like, this is so you, you just need to take a deep breath, make sure you're taking your anti-anxiety medication, like whatever you got to do, just you're fine. I'll, I'll give you some antibio- antibiotics for your sinus infection. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. She's probably right. I'm like, but since I did mention it to my boss, I should go and get a test regardless. So I went and got tested and got called. uh, That was on Thursday. And I got uh, the call on Saturday. And I knew when I got the phone call on Saturday morning from a number I didn't recognize, I was like, crap, I have COVID. And sure as hell, (laughs) she called, she's like, Shyler, I'm really sorry to tell you, but you have COVID. And I'm like, I feel completely fine now. Like, it's been two days since I, like, I'm fine. I didn't have any other symptoms whatsoever until I went into the kitchen and I remembered that I had made coffee, but I couldn't smell it. Oh. That's when I was like, oh, well, maybe I do have COVID. (laughs) So then I had to quarantine (laughs) for 10 days. Um, And since I tested positive technically on um, Thursday, like I had already gotten a few of those days under my belt that I was supposed to be quarantined anyway. So it it just kind of worked out in my favor um unfortunately my i did i did give it to my husband <laughs> he also had it <laughs> so Aww. missing work for him see we can you know kind of remote in in a pinch and and get everything done whereas he works directly with the public so he did have to take a full 10 days off
0: bless his heart oh that's yeah my my wife i mean she got it before i did so she got it and then she passed it on to me so thankfully neither one of us has lost our taste or smell So it is the most I'm actually glad about that.
1: I felt so bad. My mother-in-law worked so hard and made us homemade chicken and noodles because I told her I tested positive, but I didn't like feel crappy or anything. Like I felt fine. So she made us homemade chicken and noodles and then I couldn't taste it. I didn't have the heart to tell her. (laughs) Goodness, it's like two days later. She's like, here's a home cooked meal. Like, well, thanks for the nutrients. But and I know this tastes good, but I I can't taste
0: it. (laughs) Oh, jeez yeah, so hopefully here in the next few days, we test negative and we can go back to normal. But you had a a completely different experience <laughs> this past week than I've had. Yours was seems a, a little bit more fun than mine,
1: yeah, sorry to rub it in. Um, I did a a bar crawl in Chicago along uh, Wrigleyville. and I, oh,
0: that's
1: cool. I I'm so excited about it because, so my girlfriend loves this disgusting liquor called Malort. And I don't know if you've ever had it, but if you have, you know exactly why I consider it to be vile. The most accurate description that I've read that describes what it tastes like is a grapefruit peel soaked in sweat and gasoline. It is not a... Oh,
0: that that sounds amazing.
1: it's an acquired taste. I have not made it there yet, but she loves it. She loves it. So she's like, you got to come with me. It's going to be so much fun. So we grab a couple more friends and we took the train up to Chicago and kind of experienced a Malort bar crawl. So Malort was invented or bottled. It It was distilled in Chicago for a really, really, really long time. So it's become like the Chicago liquor. And it's, it's so funny. Like, there's people from all over, and then there's a lot of people that just are there and live in Chicago that love this liquor so much. Every single bar we stopped at had a Malort cocktail, like a featured cocktail, and not a single one of them was good. I, I <laughs> only tasted two because that is how much I despise Malort. I was just there for the old style and the ambiance <laughs> and the company. But I did taste uh, Malort and Red Bull. Because like Red Bull can save almost anything. Like you can mix anything with Red Bull and it's gonna it's gonna be all right. And I love Red Bull. Nope, absolutely not. Turned my stomach. It was bad. And then they you did. found the they... one
0: thing that makes Red Bull taste bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, I wish I could have gone back and been like, hey, COVID, <laughs> you wanna take my taste real fast? <laughs> And then I tasted a Malort Mule, which actually was the best one because it had that lime juice in it and the ginger beer, which are two both very strong flavors. So it helped kind of get the Malort taste down a little bit. (laughs) It was super cool to go and experience. And and that's the first time I've been to Chicago in almost 10 years. And I'm a Cub fan. So it was like about time. But we did have a great time. ended up being just like. Mom, just taking care of everybody. It's like, no, you guys get drunk. I'm gonna make sure we all get home alive.
0: <laughs> Someone's gotta be the responsible one.
1: Yeah, well, and I was the youngest one. I was the youngest one on the crawl.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the youngest and the most responsible.
1: Yeah, oh, I figure geez. I've yeah, I I can I have plenty of time to catch up and acquire my taste from lord It's not here yet, but eventually.
0: Well, at least drink something that you know will will taste good and you know get you to where you want to be. I kind of feel yeah. like it's like why I, I I could probably get to that state that I want to you know be at without having to you know swallow something that tastes like what do you say sweat and gasoline, sweat
1: gasoline and grapefruit.
0: That's it, sweat, grapefruit, and gasoline. Oh, but
1: I man. can't, I don't know if it's made with grapefruit, because that's like the real question. I don't know if it's made with grapefruit, or it's just so bitter that it reminds people of grapefruit, because I'm allergic to grapefruit. Grapefruit, I cannot have it. So I'm like, that's going to be my excuse. It's like, oh, no, it's an ingredient in my Lord. I can't have it.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Except it's a good thing I... there probably is no grapefruit then, because, yeah, I think if there was, you'd definitely be having a bit of a reaction yeah <laughs> jeez well I'm glad you survived the the sweat grapefruit and gas bar crawl in Wrigley yeah. but uh moving on to uh Amber heard she actually was in an interview this week with uh, Savannah Guthrie and this is the first interview from either one that I know of that since the end of the trial and I'm kind of surprised that it's Amber first and not Johnny I think I would have felt that since Johnny was, you know, he won that I think someone would, I think a bunch of people try to like grab as much, you know, be the first one to grab and maybe they already have, I don't know. And they're just, you know, waiting. Um, but I'm actually kind of surprised Amber Heard's the first one that we've heard of. But I don't know, maybe then again, because maybe she needs a lot more attention
1: than yeah, she
0: but... is the first, <laughs> but I know at all. Yeah. And I mean, it looked like in the interview, she was trying to gain face with the public. I mean, from a lot of her comments that, you know, she says that she still loves Johnny and there's no ill will toward the jury. And here's here's the here's the line that I think I like best is she says, I'm not a good victim. I get it. I'm not a likable victim. I'm not a perfect victim. And she she keeps referring herself as a victim. I mean, yeah. Yeah. She did occur some sort of abuse, but the whole part of the trial was that she was not the only one that was a victim. There were, there were two victims, unfortunately, in this situation, and it's just that it didn't work out in her favor because she was not the only victim.
1: Yeah, I mean, I expected her to be very quick to do an interview or a tell-all situation just because now she's kind of in um like like cleanup mode like damage control because she had she's been parading herself around since 2016 2000, at least 2018 since the op-ed as this distraught domestic violence victim and after everything that came out in the trial it's like yeah don't get me wrong like Yes, they they are both victims of domestic violence at the hands of one another, but it came out in these audio tapes and videos and whatnot that she actually was the aggressor a lot of the time as well. So I knew that she would come out and try to be like, now, hang on, like you didn't see everything the way you think you did. Like she, it, it feels very much like we're being gaslit like we didn't just experience six freaking weeks of like live court TV, hearing testimony from both sides, listening to um, audio files. Like it's, I don't know, it feels, it feels very much like damage control. I don't expect Johnny to say anything. I did not expect him to do an interview. I assumed that the The court, it's the trial itself was his tell all. He doesn't have anything more to say. And I think, I think he he did say that he's like, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm not doing this for the attention, for the fame. Like, I just want to clear my name. I just want my kids to, you know, know that in a court of law, like I did not do this and I didn't, I don't deserve the title of of woman beater. And it's, yeah, it's so curious. Because her legal team is also, they've also made a motion to seal all the court records from the defamation trial, which kind of has my wheels turning. Because if those court records are sealed, she's saying it's, you know, for the safety of her and her family and her daughter, Uh, but... (laughs) But if those court records are sealed, that means that those audio tapes cannot be played legally ever again because they are sealed. They have to be, you know, protecting right. her. So it makes, it yeah. kind of makes you feel like we've already heard everything. We've already seen everything. There's been memes and, and you know, like remixes of her, t- of her testimony on TikTok. Like, it's not going to simply go away. But if you play those audios outside of the courts dealing them, like then she can sue you. So it, it's almost yeah. like creating a situation where she kind of controls the narrative, because if those are sealed and you can't listen and access those anymore, she can spin whatever she wants. And if they're sealed, they can't use them again. So she can kind of do it all over again in a more controlled environment. And that's my worry, is that she's going to continue doing tell-alls like this after everything's been sealed, just so they can... Because because even Savannah said, like, there's a quote, there's an audio of you saying, tell the world, Johnny, tell them, I, Johnny Depp, a man, am a victim of domestic violence. And, like, no one would ever be able to do that to her again. They would never be able to use those quotes against her anymore mm-hmm. if they're sealed. Yeah. So like that's it feels very much like we have not heard the last,
0: no, well, and also too, I think that i I think either she's worried um that, you know, the whole defamation thing could come out again. I mean, I mean, they could go back to trial essentially because, you know, a, she's got to watch what she says now because yeah. I'm sure that Johnny. I would assume that he would still kind of be watching a little bit, um, but I think that you know, people on Johnny's side are going to be watching too because the minute she says something that goes against what was said in the trial, or you know, if something was brought up, I mean, if something is definitely not true, then will will Johnny go against her with a defamation, you know, with another defamation suit? I don't know. I mean, if it if it ramps up to this part where, you know, she's saying these things over and over and it's not true and it's damaging his career again, then, yeah. But if she goes and does these tell alls and tries to do what you say, like damage control, I don't I don't see him taking her to court again.
1: No, exactly. That's the thing. It's like he has said he doesn't want to do this anymore. He's only doing it because he feels like he has to. And she tried to spin it in court saying like, oh, I would love to move on with my life. Um, I would love for him to stop suing me so I can. Or when he was paying her bills or whatever, her the debts that she owes to <laughs> charities that she's neglected to pay. It was like, oh, I'd love for him to stop suing me. That's what she wants. She's not going to shut up because she wants him to sue her again so she can go, look, he won't leave me alone. See, do you see that I'm the victim now? Do you see that I'm the victim? He's the one harassing me. Like she's not doing a tell all again, reciting the same regurgitated stuff from the op ed and then embellishing it more and more and more. She is poking the bear. I think Johnny is so far done, not only with the relationship, with like who he was as a person through the relationship, all of that. It's like, it's like Taylor Swift old Taylor can't come to the phone anymore. She's dead. That's how Johnny is. He's like, I don't know who that girl was in the relationship with Amber Heard. Like she's gone. I'm who I am now post Amber Heard. And I think yeah. that's what he's going to have to do. He cannot engage or even acknowledge her anymore because that is exactly what she wants.
0: Yeah, she's for a- sure. He's
1: going to his coattails until he just takes off the coat.
0: <laughs> exactly and I think that's the thing. I
1: think he's taking off the coat
0: uh yeah well i mean obviously you know i think this is far i mean i should say this is far from over but i think we're we're not this is not the end of hearing from amber heard
1: no far from so,
0: it so yeah we're gonna hear more from amber heard it's gonna be a lot of the same song and dance and i think i do think at some point someone is going to get Johnny to sit down with them and just kind of just talk it out and ooh,
1: take bets on who it's going to be.
0: Ah, uh, oh.
1: going to be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah seems like the logical choice.
0: She, she always somehow gets these. I, gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. It could be Oprah. You know, it actually might be a good one would be David Letterman.
1: Oh, that would be good.
0: That There's would be Netflix. Big. Netflix show. Yes. I don't know that. That would be interesting to see who would be the first. I mean, it, I do believe it's going to happen. When I don't know, but it, I, it would be interesting to see who gets the first. For sure.
1: So we should. All right. We need a we, office poll.
0: Office poll. That's right. Who gets the first interview with Johnny Depp? Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, something that uh, I think surprised a lot of people earlier this week, um, Justin Bieber came out with a uh, – he's battling – it's called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which causes paralysis to one side of his face. And he actually did an Instagram video of himself showing that he can move, like, his eyebrow and his nostril and his his lips, his mouth, on one side. But his other side, just nothing. I couldn't blink couldn't move his nostril couldn't move his mouth on that one side did you see I mean, the
1: video did you watch it
0: yeah it's 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 it's, it is, it's scary
1: poor guy
0: i mean to wake up and not being able to move one side of your face yeah um Haley bieber was actually on with uh live with kelly and ryan earlier this week and obviously they were asking about him. And so, you know, she said he's doing okay. You know, he's going to be fine. It's not a, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a temporary or a permanent thing. Um, But obviously he's had to, you know, stop his tour for the time being to, you know, take care of it. But man, you know, between Haley's mini stroke that she had earlier this year. And now Justin with this Ramsey hunt syndrome, you know, she said that between the two health scares the two have had, it's actually kind of brought them closer to, together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, again, through sickness and in health, <laughs> you know, testing testing that part of the marriage, you know? But I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's scary, but, you know, the way Justin has come to Haley's aid when she was going through that stroke and that blood clot issue that she had, and now Justin with his, you know, paralysis on the one side of his face... Gosh, I mean that's, I mean, and and they're not, and and the th- the thing is, I mean, they're not old. I mean, they yeah. are extremely um, young for that to happen.
1: Yeah, it's it is scary. It's, I mean, to kind of, I'm I'm not a Bieber fan by any means. Like, not that I'm I dislike the guy or anything, but I've I've never just considered myself a believer, if you will, but. It's still like, it is, it's so jarring to be like, this young kid, I I just, they've really been going through it, and I feel like he obviously has had some unpopularity in the years with his relationship with Selena Gomez, Mm -hmm. and I feel bad because you know that those Selena fans are ruthless when it comes to him. So it's like, to hear, you know, the constant, like, BS and hate that he gets, and then, to have something like this happen, not only to him and then earlier this year to his wife. It's like, these guys, He he's right. When he said that he ne- this is a sign that he needs to slow down, I, I agree. I think they both need to just be like, you know what? Pause. Pause for a couple months, a year, whatever it takes to just focus on your health and focus on each other. And and get past it. Because your body will do that to you <laughs> when you're working Oh, to- yeah. It will For tell sure. you, hey, um, stop.
0: Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, I mean, gosh. I mean, he's busy. He's been busy with the music and the tour. I mean, even in the, during the, the height of the pandemic back in 2020, I mean, he released an album during that time. Yeah. And so, you know, then the tour. And then, of course, Haley with with, you know, modeling and what she's got going on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is. Their bodies are both telling them, Let's just let's just take a little time off and, you know, have some time to each other and, you know, just just cool it for a minute.
1: Yeah, it might hurt to refund those those tickets (laughs) (laughs) tickets for the rest of the year. But I think it'll do them and their health um, a lot of good. I think it's almost almost a necessity at this point.
0: For sure. Well, our last story, as we always do, is our WA story. And I still can't do it with my voice. So I'm (laughs) going to leave it to you, Shyler, to do it. What? There we go. (laughs) Um, So this, look, you saw the first Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, that movie was definitely way different than any other DC movie that was ever made or, or, or seen by anyone. Yes. And, you know, loved it. I I mean, really great movie, especially for a, a character in, in DC Comics that really doesn't have an origin story. There's multiple origin stories. But yes. this one was a great telling of it. And Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job. 100%. Of, of playing the character. So, obviously, they're doing another one. It's uh, called Joker Folly Adieu. I, I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered I that.
1: Joker number two. That's yeah, that's it's what
0: it's Joker means. two. <laughs> and it came out recently this week that earlier this week that Lady Gaga is in early negotiations to play Harley Quinn. Which. OK, an but interesting move it is. But we have all seen. Um, um, Margot Robbie play Harley Quinn all this time, so it's. You know, obviously, when when that happens, you're like, "Oh, okay." But the reason for I think Lady Gaga and these early negotiations to be in Joker Two is because this sequel, Joker Two, is supposed to be a musical. What? <laughs> exactly. I I read this. I'm like, wait. I had to stop reading and go back to the beginning. I go, Joker Two, which obviously was, you know, a deranged telling or or supposedly a deranged telling of a joker origin story. And obviously, if you if you know anything about the Joker, he's not the most stable person mentally. No. And now no, you're going now you're going to take the sequel and turn it into a musical?
1: Well, <laughs> I wonder if like that's what it's going to be. It's not supposed to be like a like a musical musical. Like this isn't, you know, The Wizard of Oz or anything, but it's more of a I don't know. Maybe they're, like, tapping into all of the mental illnesses that created the Joker and all the trauma that created the character itself and maybe, like, going inside of his head and playing just, like, songs that kind of add to a delusion. You know, you know, like, you, did you ever watch Scrubs? No. See, I feel like, see, Scrubs did, like, I mean, I think every TV show has done, like, a musical episode. They have, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it's always, especially in those medical shows, it's always, like, all in a patient's head. Like, they're not right. actually singing and dancing and putting on a show, but that's how it's perceived because of the trauma, the brain injury or whatever. I don't know if they're going to maybe take it in that direction. Like, it would be well, very interesting to have, like, Lady Gaga... Like to see him fall in love with Harley Quinn and to see how that unfolds, how, because because you know, she's going to have to like seduce him in a way with a song. Like yeah. she's, it, it'll, it might be like a conversation that they're having, but in his head, she is singing to him and she is all eyes on him. And that's where his obsession begins. And it kind of bleeds into hers as well you're you're more privy to the actual like bones of the of the stories, but yeah, it's, it's that's it's, I hate to so, say it, but I am interested
0: so here here's the origin of Harley Quinn is, and this is in the in the comics and such that she was a Arkham asylum doctor. And she was assigned to the Joker. Well, through her many sessions with the Joker, Sennac sort of kind of falls for him. Eventually, she kind of goes through a psychotic break and, she, you know, basically breaks him out. And then they start this whole relationship thing. And it's a very... See, and this and this is where the first Joker, because of how the whole mental illness thing comes in, which is definitely what the first Joker was more about, was his his mental state was not the best and uh spoiler alert if you didn't see joker it was pretty much all in his head um but um so obviously the relationship between harley and joker has never been a very solid one um he's a bit at times verbally and sometimes physically abusive toward her but she still keeps going back to him so, and I'm going to have to cough for a minute. I'm going to mute my mic every time I do that. So I apologize. Um, Sorry. I know. I'm 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 getting there. But um, so I can kind of see where, like you said, the whole the whole mental state thing between the two, and you know, I and and playing off of that, you know. It could be that in his head that this Harley Quinn, like you said, is maybe the one singing to him in his head. So maybe maybe Lady, maybe we've already spoiled the movie, but (laughs) maybe Lady Gaga isn't a physical Harley Quinn.
1: Can can uh, Joaquin Phoenix sing?
0: You know, that's well, he 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 played um, Johnny Cash.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, Yeah. yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Right. I I am I am curious. I I am curious and I will watch it. And and I love the Joker. So I'm not at all invested in DC comics or like their superheroes. They're not really my forte. I do enjoy Batman, but the Joker, that's yeah. my guy, man. I think he is one of the most interesting characters period of any franchise and to see all of these different actors who have come in and told the, st- and directors who have told the, st- Heath Ledger, I'm sorry, one of the most fantastic depictions of all time. Yeah. And it was just so interesting to see these different takes on the same character. So I'm yeah. very interested in seeing where they take this. Although I I love Margot Robbie. It, it
0: she plays a very, yeah, she plays a like the if you've watched like the um, because the character was first introduced in the Batman animated series back in the early 90s. That was that was the first that that was actually that show that created the character, Harley Quinn. She hasn't been around for very long. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, but I mean, as she's been part of the DC canon and such, I mean, Margot Robbie is by far, I mean, she has set the pinnacle for how Harley Quinn should look and act on screen. Yeah. And so now you got Lady Gaga. And and look, Lady Gaga is one that actually does a very good job of however she needs to act, you know, doing a voice or acting a certain way. I mean, she can do it. Oh, yeah. But now you have this, this depiction of Harley Quinn already on screen. And I think to most fans, this is how Harley Quinn should be. Are you going to match that level, or are you going to elevate it to meet obviously the, this this take on Joker? So it'll be interesting to see how how Lady Gaga will take this role that's already been set by Margot Robbie, and somehow put it in this Joker universe.
1: Yeah, that's true because I know that a lot of people said the same thing about because um, I mean, c- c- you've got you know you've got Heath Ledger who. Really set the bar so high with the character, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and people were like uh, I don't know, it, he's like it's not gonna be Heath's performance. Like that was like the pinnacle. But Joaquin Phoenix, I think, as we've said, it was a fantastic movie. It took me on a journey, and I think you, I I think when you go into seeing both the the first and the sequel. You have to come in with a completely open mind. You cannot have Heath Ledger or Margot Robbie or anybody else in your mind. You need to walk in and think this is a brand new movie. This is a brand right. new story and just accept it for what it is. Because I I don't see Lady Gaga falling flat. I'm sorry. She is talented in the most obscene way. <laughs> like It's just completely <laughs> unfair. It's like, it makes sense that there are people who just don't have like talents like that because she's got it all. <laughs> she she took it all from everybody else. Like she's yep. fantastic. I I see her performance maybe even being too much which is yeah. better <laughs> in my opinion. Well,
0: you know, we we saw what she did in A Star Is Born. Yes. And I could potentially seeing them have some sort of song with Joaquin and Lady Gaga that will s- somehow get, you know, obviously played um, so I, am sure they're working on probably some sort of title song or something that will feature both of them or maybe just her. I don't know. I think for both. this movie,
1: I wonder if it's going to be like all original music or if they'll do covers of stuff.
0: Oh, maybe. Cause kinda you like know, like a Knight's Tale.
1: I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. Kind of like a night's Tale. Like yeah. how they have, like, like some of the, like, it was, you know, sit back in medieval times, but some modern songs.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or especially for like the time period, maybe doing some of, maybe, uh, you know, changing the style or lyrics of certain popular songs of, of the time period. And it just. could
0: be. Cause I believe that the Joker, if I remember right, was set sometime in the eighties.
1: Oh, <laughs> that'll be good. That'll be um, so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming that it is forwarded in time. So are we going to get into the 90s? Even better. You know, so do we do we throw in some, you know, Nirvana, uh, Alanis Morris? I don't know. I mean, what, what do we... Nir- I, I'm, I, I'm very curious to see what they do.
1: Nirvana would be absolute chef's kiss.
0: I mean, also, too, a lot of people were hoping that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would you know, meld in with Robert Pattinson's Joker, but obviously with that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um I don't I don't know, maybe who knows. We, you know, we're we're in this phase in comic book movies now, superhero films that we have the multiverse. Um so yeah. you know what? Let's let's have another Batman. You know, we got we got uh, Robert Pattinson, we got Michael Keaton, we got Ben Affleck. Well let's just who else wants to be Batman? Let's bring another Batman in. I nominate. <laughs> so. You nominate who? <laughs> you. Oh yeah, why not? <laughs> my wife would be all for that. She's like, I will yeah. drop what I'm gonna do and go follow you to go watch you play Batman. I gotta get in better shape, that's for sure. I better <laughs> start my workout plan now.
1: We'll just put uh, in the hat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just green screen it. Just green screen the abs on me. It'll be all fine.
1: They can do it for for vision, for Paul Bettany, (laughs) and make him red or whatever color he is. Yes.
0: Yeah, just put put Ben Affleck's Batman body, and I'll just just use my head. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, crazier things have happened.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Remember, you can listen to all of our episodes at B1029.com also wherever you get your podcasts and you can also just tell alexa to play weekly trash recap podcast for shyler i'm joe from b1029 and we will catch you next week